We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show, Monday, June 27th, 2022, as we do in the second hour every Monday as we talk with Brandon J. Weikert. He is the author of Winning Space, How America Remains a Superpower. He's also the author of the upcoming book, The Shadow War, Iran's Quest for Supremacy. Brandon J. Weikert, how the heck are you, man? I am I am great. Just been uh, staring at a computer screen with very little sleep in between the last time we spoke last week and now as I'm trying to get my manuscript up to date before I can submit it for August 1st. So you know how that is. Is this yet a third manuscript or is this, uh, this a, is the third one? Yeah. OK, one. great. Yeah. Great. Well, I, you know, I want you busy, Brandon, so you're not going to get any uh, you're not going to get any sympathy from me. I want well, you busy, which means I want you tired, huh? <laughs> right. That's exactly right. Uh, that's why God invented coffee. That's exactly and right. Balance and, of nature. and balance of nature, let me say as <laughs> well. Hey, I want to do some domestic stuff with you. You've been tweeting a lot about it and really smartly. Yeah. But before I do, uh, just to um, get a little bit of an update here, uh, Russia's war in Ukraine. Latest I'm looking at uh, strike on a shopping center. G7 yeah. leaders are wanting to call it a war crime. Are things getting worse, heavier, are, and we're and we're paying less and less attention? Are things about the same, and we're paying less and less attention? Has America um, the American attention span given up on this? What's going on? Yeah, I mean, look, the American attention spans over this thing. Uh, I think the Biden administration's pretty much shrugged and gone. Well, let the pieces fall as they may. And of course, this is after a year now of antagonizing the Russians. Uh, and as we spoke about last time, you know, the war shifted away from central and western Ukraine, which are the parts that we, and when I say we, I mean the Ukrainians, uh, with our help, uh, are able to defend easily and have effectively defended. But now the war shifted to the Russian-dominated east and to the contested south of Ukraine, which are areas that are not as easy for the Ukrainians to hold and to reclaim. And if they do try to reclaim eastern Ukraine in particular, this is where, you know, it, it runs the risk either of a total defeat for Ukraine, or if the Ukrainians are somehow able to be poised to take the Russian presence totally out of that part of the country, at that point Moscow likely looks to escalate in the nuclear realm because they're not going to let that foothold go away. So, you know, the, the war has shifted, it has escalated in some ways, at the precise moment that the United States, after having goaded in some ways the Ukrainians into this position, we've now sort of stepped back. Our leaders have and said, ah, we don't care anymore because we're too busy. And so it's just a really what, what should be done is the Biden administration should use its leverage with the Ukrainians as well as the Russians and say, look, this thing's gone on far enough. You both made your point. This is a family squabble. Let's now mediate. Let's 
hit the reset button, go back to the way things were before the invasion began on February 24th, and call it a day. Is NATO going to take the hit here, or is NATO's future somehow uh, have a big question mark over it, Brandon, or is it really being dragged into something that should be irrelevant? Um, well, Ukraine was not a member of right. NATO, and so on one on one major level, this should have never happened. Right. Um, at the same time, we know that if we didn't make any stand in Ukraine, the Russians were going to keep rolling on until they met resistance. So this is, you know, taking Ukraine as one step of a larger, I think, fanciful plan on the part of the Russians to reclaim Eastern Europe. Uh, so on one level, we, we did need to give the Ukrainians the support they needed. But, but now it's, 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 it's gotten to the point where nobody's going to win. And in terms of NATO taking the hit, um, I can guarantee you, if it looks like the Russians are going to be evicted out of Ukraine entirely, at that moment, the Russians are going to shift to the nuclear realm. And they're not going to nukes for Ukraine. They're going to hit Poland. They're going to hit NATO targets because at that point, they don't have anything left to lose. And by the way, they're starving the world of energy, or we're, we're, with our sanctions, we're starving the world of access to energy and affordable agricultural goods. As you know, Ukraine is the breadbasket. So the longer this, this war drags on, the longer that Ukraine is divided and kept offline, the longer that those oil supplies and gas supplies from Russia are denied to the Europeans, the greater the instability globally is. And the more it redounds to China's favor, uh, who is benefiting bigly from all of these, uh, uh, you know, hostilities between uh, the West and Russia. And that is the big issue here, is that China, yet again, is going to be let off the hook at a critical moment when it should not be let off the hook. Fantastically analyzed. Thank you, Brandon. Let's talk a little bit about some domestic stuff, if that's okay. You've been tweeting about some of it. By the way, there's now, I guess, a breaking report of a voicemail that was discovered between Joe Biden and Hunter Biden in 2017, where they were talking about or trading voicemails. About it, was te- it was text messages. Text messages. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, in any event, uh, a message uh, messaging going between Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. Uh, talking about his dealings with uh, C- CEFC, the Chinese, uh, the Chinese oil giant. Oh, oh, so this is something totally. Different. Yeah, no, this I, is okay, new. This so is voicemail. Yeah, different. no, we have we have voice yeah, verification. At least according to the Daily Mail thing I'm reading. And uh, how how much corruption do you think the Biden family stands for, and Joe Biden at the top of it that is going unexamined right now, and that could potentially be highly dangerous to our national security. So uh, I, I'm not as familiar with what you're talking about, but we know that in 2012, uh, when he was vice president, Biden flew on Air Force Two to Beijing with Hunter in tow and a hedge fund guy from Manhattan. And uh, Vice President Biden went to meet with his counterpart uh, in, in Beijing while uh, Hunter Biden and the hedge fund manager met with another senior Chinese Communist Party uh, official and walked away with, I think, like $12 billion, uh, some insane amount of money uh, to use for their hedge fund, which, of course, uh, Hunter got 3 to 5%, and obviously Biden got some percentage of that as well on the back end. So this report that you're talking about with China and this corruption is nothing new. 
But what I will tell you is what I was reading about, you know, what, six hours ago this morning uh, was the text messages. Right, right. So, (laughs) right. Sorry. (laughs) Right. We thought that was the news. There's been more news (laughs) since. Yeah. Sorry about that. There's so much coming out. I know. know. Just just imagine, Seth, if this was Don Jr. Well, this Uh, is the problem with newspapers. This is half the problem with newspapers. By the time it lands on your door, the story has changed 100% usually. Imagine if this corruption, even a scintilla of it, happened with Don Jr. Yeah. or one of the Trump kids. They would be with pitchforks outside of their, their house demanding that they hand over their firstborn child for sacrifice. But but with Hunter Biden, they're literally on the Internet, on the social media, when you post these stories, I'm getting comments that how dare you weaponize his illness. He has an illness. Hunter is. And I'm like, wait a second. This guy doesn't have an illness. The only illness he has is greed. That's the illness here. Greed is, is, is what's compelling Hunter Biden to behave this way. All of the other stuff with the Russian hookers and the and the cocaine, all of that is just sauce for the goose. He's got greed and he's got access to power through his father. And he's got the sense of entitlement that every single snot-nosed prep school type kid that I went to school with had because mommy and daddy were connected. So, you know, this is nothing this is nothing new. It's not a disease. This is corruption and greed paired together with access to the highest levels of our government. And you, you mentioned the point about corruption. Yeah. I, I want I want to know when are we going to nominate a special counsel uh, right. to go after the Biden family for being Russian agents the way that we, we nominated a special counsel to go after Trump on trumped up charges of him being a Russian right. agent. When is this going to happen? Because we have now text messages of Joe Biden sending a hundred or five hundred thousand dollars, one hundred fifty thousand dollars to his son, who was then turning around and giving thirty to fifty thousand of those dollars to a Russian escort service, who it turns out was located in Russia and was part of a sex trafficking ring. This mm-hmm. is according to the Washington Examiner's mm-hmm. in-depth reporting. Mm-hmm. So who knows what this 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 girlfriend experience Russian hookup organization that Hunter was using and that his father was directly giving payouts to on Hunter's behalf. Who knows if this was a honeypot operation uh, by Russia's FSB uh, to ensnare uh, the idiot son of our of our former vice president turned president. I'm sure it was. But where is the special counsel? Why was why why are we eviscerating this president the way that the Democrats eviscerated the former president. Oh, let's well, be, yeah, that that's a big question. That that's a bit let me pick up on that when we come right back. I call it regime or opinion principle hierarchy. I want to talk about that with you when we come back. This is traditional security clearance stuff. You can't get security clearances or couldn't based on this kind of behavior because foreign countries could hold it over you. That's the problem. Brandon J. Weikert and I will be right back. Don't go away. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. As we do every Monday in this hour, our second of three hours, we talk to Brandon J. Weikert. He is the publisher of the Weikert Report. He's a columnist with the Asia Times, America Greatness, Washington Times, and he is the author of several books, including Shadow War, which is coming out this October about Iran. He has a third book in the works. And of course, all of you know him from winning space, how America remains a superpower. Brandon, 
Um, you were talking about why or why we can't get a special counsel to investigate uh, the goings-on in the Biden family with regard to uh, foreign nationals and foreign agencies, yeah. perhaps uh, perhaps uh, some, uh, some, some intelligence schemes, uh, blackmail intelligence schemes. Perhaps. We don't know. These do look like the kind of traditional thing you do. Uh, yeah. what, what shall we call them? Hookers and uh, drugs and all that goes with it, including yeah. untold gobs of tens of thousands of dollars going back and forth. With yeah. The shadiest of figures in these countries, particularly Russia. Uh, yeah. I yeah, we're 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 probably not going to be able to trouble the poor with begging and expecting a special <laughs> prosecutor. You like that? But but yeah. I do think if we take back the House and 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 praise be God, the Senate, we can have hearings. We can certainly have hearings well, on this sort of stuff. You know, we McCarthy, might even have something called an impeachment hearing. Yeah, well, and, and I'm of the mind that we need to do that ASAP. Um, but McCarthy and McConnell have been talking a big game, and those two guys talk big games when they don't have any power. Uh, I'm going to be curious to see if, when they do get the power, if they're actually going to fulfill what they've been promising. Um, the fact of the matter is, is that Joe Biden is compromised by definition, not just mentally because of his yeah. possible senility, but his son his son is is now we have verifiable evidence ha, has deep connections not just with these foreign shady businesses but he has literally intimate relations with scores of Russian women that he was paying lots of money to for sexual favors and this organization that he was using is now known to have used human trafficking or victims of human trafficking as their prostitutes that they pushed toward uh, Hunter Biden. And being a Russian-based entity, we have no idea if this was not a front operation uh, for what's known as a honeypot operation, which is what foreign intelligence services love to do, wherein they, they ensnare... Uh, a person of importance in another country, a target country, uh, and they get them in a compromising mm-hmm. position on tape. Mm-hmm. I would remind your audience, this is what Jeffrey Epstein was doing for 30 years. Mm. This is all the cameras in those bedrooms with all the famous people and the underage mm. girls. Mm. That was a honeypot operation. In fact, there are many, many rumors, and not all of them are insane, that he might have been working for a foreign intelligence mm-hmm. agency. Uh, and that this was a giant uh, honeypot scheme. And so something similar, and in fact, I would say it's probable that something similar was going on. And where are our elected leaders in Congress from either party saying, this is too, this is a bridge too far. We need to investigate this and we need to find out the extent and nature of this guy's ties to these foreign, you know, honeypot operations, these compromising entities. But of course, the Democrats are the party of Eric Swalwell, you know, who had a no, long-term relationship with a known Chinese spy, so I, and he's still there. So I don't, I don't know if we should expect anything other than uh, just noting the hypocrisy of this whole thing. Well, you're right, though. I mean, uh, beyond that, uh, beyond the hypocrisy, I just uh, what would it look like if the roles were reversed? I'll tell you what it would look like. You would have teams of cameras and news outlets in front of Donald Jr.'s condo, apartment, or rented house, wherever wherever he would be. He wouldn't be on the lam. 
Uh, right. he, he would be he would probably be holed up in his place, but they would be always yep. looking for signs of life. MSNBC or CNN or John Oliver would have a weekly update on where's Donald Jr. today. They'd make a thing of it like, well, where's Waldo? And um, and yeah, You'd have the FBI yeah, yeah, you bet. You, you bet. They probably the would. They, pro- they probably would at that point. They, pro- they probably would. Um, I mean, this is a lesson for all Republicans right. is that it's not just a double standard. Right. It's no standard. Right. It is for the Democrats, they can get away with anything they want. And if the Republicans so much as looks the wrong way at a Democrat, they will have the FBI and our intelligence services up their rear ends doing a proverbial colonoscopy. So this is what's really wrong with our country at this point. Uh, our friend Ryan Williams at Claremont calls this regime hierarchy. I call it opinion principle hierarchy. It's about the same yep. thing, which is to say if you are on one side, the law will favor you. The media will favor you. If you are of a different political belief but do the same things as those with the preferred political belief, the media will hound you and the law will go after you because there's it's what, what matters is whether you vote for the progressive and support the progressive cause or whether you are a Republican and believe in a conservative cause. And right. that really is where we are as a country on right. issue after issue and story after story. You and I could probably name 10 uh, off the top of our head. We could name probably 10 criminal defendants that saw the wrong side of that. Right. Uh, and well, we I could look- name another 10 Democrats that did worse that walked scot-free without nary a scratch or even an investigation or a phone call from one law enforcement officer to another. <clears throat> that's yeah. that's certainly one level of it. And you can see it with Supreme Court decisions. You can see it on any yeah. number of things. I have a father who emailed me uh, in my first hour, Brandon, <clears throat> talking about how his daughters and wife uh, are calling off a birthday party for another son and his because they actually supported what the Supreme Court did on Friday with regard to Roe versus Wade and uh, support the protests and the and the violence that's taking place in light of it. I mean, it just doesn't happen yeah. the other way around. There was no yeah. rioting. There was no violence. There was no uh, worry about extreme threats after Roe versus right. Wade was decided, after Obamacare was upheld, after gay marriage was declared by the right. Supreme Court. The worst we did was to host a radio show or send out right. an email or a letter and fundraising campaign. Right. That was it. That's all we did. But they can't handle any kind no. of loss, and when they do, they resort to violence. To and them, I don't think anything yeah. could be less democratic because they don't I actually agree. believe I in agree. the power of the ballot. They, they believe right. if you don't get what you want, we go to the bullet. That's right. And remember, they are the party of moral equivalency. They're the party of the world is gray. There is no black and white. And yet they are talking and, and fighting the way they are because they believe they are morally superior to the right. And they believe that we basically are infidels to be crushed. Uh, you know, they, they are always on the side of the right, and we are always on the side of the wrong, and we are always the oppressor, and they are always the liberator. And if you live in that world and you believe that way, why would you ever want to treat your opponent with any modicum of real respect, with any kind of dignity? This is all about tearing down the Republicans and tearing down the right, because really, in, in their eyes, we stand for evil. We are evil incarnate. We are Nazis. And so if you believe your opponent is a Nazi who's going to annihilate entire groups of people, why would you seriously consider treating them or their decisions or their victories 
as uh, anything. The, I, I, I look. I think the morally defensible position when you encounter a Nazi is to beat them up. Quite frankly, and right. that's what and, they and, so, and that's what they've instantiated here. Right. That's what they right. and that's what they think we are, you and bet. that's what they're treating us like. You bet. And we need to wake up to this. You bet. Let's talk more about this when we come back in a little bit more yeah. about what was decided by the Supreme Court and what the left is doing with it. You know, there's some videos out there. You almost wonder if Nancy Pelosi was going to say people will do what people will do with regard to those videos or if she really regrets that her movement has outrun her. We'll be right back. Little Juice Newton there for you. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Brandon J. Weikert is our guest. His book, Winning Space, is out and available right now. You can pre-order his upcoming book, Shadow War. It'll be out uh, this uh, October, right, Brandon? October we're looking at? The Shadow War will be out October 18th. Fantastic. pre-order it now. Yeah, pre-order it now. Uh, I uh, I got an early release, folks. I'm telling you, it's going to be the book you want. If you want to help, you. if you want to understand uh, this country and the Middle East, if you want to understand the goings-on with uh, that, um, what should we call it, veil of confusion called Iran, <laughs> this is your book. This is your yeah. book. Um, Brandon. Uh, right, right before the break, I was just making the point that in light of the the uh, Dobbs decision overturning Roe and Casey on Friday, a torrent was unleashed uh, by by left wing activists. I noticed the Department of Homeland Security put out a uh, a report saying domestic titled "Domestic Violent Extremist Activity Likely" in response to U.S. Supreme Court decision. Yeah. On abortion, uh, the fencing obviously that's gone up, the fencing that was needed, the security in Arizona, California, places across the country. It's not because of the right or conservatives, and it never was on any other Supreme Court decision that came out or came down or any other piece of legislation that ever got passed, by the way. Um, there, there's this notion of the violent right, but it's the it's the left that seems to, you know, in every in every case where there is political violence uh, that involves uh, people uh, being egged on and supported and encouraged by prominent uh, leaders of a political party. It's the Democrats and the left. My question is this, though. Sometimes it seems to me the left gets a little bit ahead of itself uh, in front of its own skis, so to speak. Um, yeah. When you see, I think you posted a video, others have posted perhaps one one protest against the decision where a group of people are um, playing hacky sack with a Bible, let's oh, say, yeah. for example. You've yeah. seen that one. Um, others like that. You see people like uh, Ayanna Presley and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Chuck Schumer calling uh, the Supreme Court and Elizabeth Warren calling the Supreme Court now illegitimate. Um, These are the kinds of things I did not expect to see elected officials ever say. I get what the rump does. I get I get the the shock troops on the streets. I never thought I'd see it get countenance, sanction and even initiation and catalyzing from elected representatives of the Democratic Party. I sometimes wonder if they lament this, but then again, I guess not, because they are saying it. Nancy Pelosi is going on RuPaul's drag show to compliment what they're doing uh, in the midst of every other crisis imaginable that that makes Jimmy Carter look like Ronald Reagan. I, I can't tell if there's a distinction between the shock troops of the left and the elected representatives of the Democratic Party anymore. Yeah. No, they've become more radicalized. And they, of course, will say, 
every time we bring this up, well, what about January 6th? And all I can say is, compared to what the country was subjected to, based on a lie, by the way, with George Floyd, uh, for that whole summer of 2020, and now what the country is yet again being subjected to, this is nationwide. It isn't confined to one building in Washington, D.C. This is nationwide. They are pepper spraying women who are praying outside of courthouses uh, in, in thanks for the, the recent uh, Supreme Court decision. The Antifa's out there throwing flamethrowers, makeshift flamethrowers they're firing at, at people, pro-life people. They pepper sprayed pro-life women who are praying on their knees and thanks. Uh, uh, this is this is violence of a of the kind that that interwar Germany would have been familiar with. Right. The Browns and the Reds yep. were fighting. Yep. Uh, you know, and so they can point out January sixth all they want, but I would remind everybody, and I'm not excusing any bad behavior, but I would remind everybody and say, look, um, January sixth has an entire congressional committee investigating it. The FBI has held people, as our friend Julie Kelly has reported for a long time at American Greatness. They are holding dozens of, of suspected insurrectionists, as they're being labeled, uh, uh, in prison without allowing to be seen by an attorney, without allowing to be given the basic due process rights that every American who's uh, under suspicion of, of a crime is being tried. Meanwhile, the people who are doing these violent riots who are, are engaged in insurrectionist behavior for the left in response to a legitimate Democratic decision, lowercase d, the Supreme Court decision, uh, as overturn Roe, those people are running roughshod and running free, and they are actually being encouraged by the likes of Alexandria. That's the other big See? distinction. i got to take yeah. into this short segment. Yeah, yeah. That's the other big one. I want to pick up on that when we come back. That's the other big distinction. Right, January 6th, we're probably on the same page with regard to it, but it involved no conservative or Republican anyone had ever heard of, ever. Ever. And it was denounced by every Republican and conservative that anyone had ever heard of this. The violence on the left. No, it's being bailed out by the vice president of the United States. Be right back. Portions of the Seth Leibson show are brought to you by the by the veteran owned Midas Gold Group. Midas Gold Group has intel you will want. They have in their crosshairs a major concern about economic flattening of historic proportions, and that will commence this year. Time is of the essence to protect your investment. Call Midas Gold Group to find out what they've got and analyzed and put together for you. They have the intel. They have the experience. They have it all. MidasGoldGroup.com. That's MidasGoldGroup.com. 480-360-3000. 480-360-3000. I have gold and silver from Midas Gold Group, and you can too. Brandon J. Weikert is our guest, columnist at the Asia Times, American Greatness, author of several books, including Winning Space and Shadow War. Brandon, that was just one last point I wanted to make about <clears throat> when the left and the right show up uh, on the scene uh, violently. The left uh, has its elected officials that have catalyzed it and have excused it and try to bail it out. Conservative and Republican elected officials can't rush fast enough to the microphones to denounce it. That's, I think, an important distinction. I, it might be the whole distinction because you are going to get more violence the more it is coddled, the more it is apologized for, right. 
and the more it is bailed out by the elected officials and by the wink and the nod and the sotto voce encouragement of it. And I think that's why you have less of it from the conservatives and Republicans. Not only do we actually believe in the law and uh, the rule of uh, law and the Constitution, but we don't have elected officials that that give it any sanction whatsoever. I think that's I think that's an important distinction. Right. Right. And that's, um, you know, that's 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 the key. Uh, And even when there is some concern that the right is giving credence to violence, it's never at the level uh, that that we're seeing in the left. And I think that's the key distinction. Even when we do have some bad actors, if they're not outrightly condemned, their actions are nothing like what we see across the country. And again, as terrible as it was seeing the Capitol, you know, get attacked or whatever, that is nothing compared to what the entire summer of 2020, you know, meant for millions of Americans who couldn't even leave their front yard right. without being attacked, or now, uh, you know, people who are, are just happy that we've, we've returned the abortion issue to actual democratic means of discussion and decision. I would remind your audience that what the Supreme Court did was not ban abortion, that what the Democrats are saying to their followers is pure gaslighting. They want to say that, this lie, that the abortion was banned. It was not. But they're saying that on the left because they know it's going to galvanize their people, their psychotic base, into doing these terrorist attacks. Uh, and that's what they are. If they're going to call what, the, what happened on the, uh, you know, the steps of the Capitol on January 6th an insurrection, then I'm going to call what they're doing right now an insurrection. Uh, and so what's going on now, I think, is an insurrection. And absolutely no one on the left is condemning it. And it is absolutely egregious because what we are seeing is democracy in action with the Supreme Court decision. The Supreme Court is saying, hey, look, abortion is a big issue that nine Supreme Court justices should not be the only determinants of what way the country goes on this matter. This is too big of an issue to be left to nine unelected Supreme Court justices. So let's kick it back to the uh, uh, legislatures of the country, the state legislature and, of course, the congressional legislature. That is what, by the way, our European allies, who have the most liberal, the most progressive, quote-unquote, stances on abortion, that is what the Europeans did. They don't leave it to their courts. They left it to their legislatures, their parliamentary bodies. So why are we any different? And I think the answer is because, despite what the left says about how overwhelming majorities of Americans support abortion. I think when you get down to the nitty-gritty, the Democrats know full well that that unanimous consensus on abortion breaks down when you start talking about timeline and you start talking about when abortion is necessary or when it's acceptable, what part of the pregnancy. And that's what scares the bejesus out of these Democrats, because they want to be able to say to women, you can go kill a baby and it has no consequences, because that's part of devaluing life, that's part of the Democrat agenda of lowering the the standards, the moral standards in this country, that's part of their agenda of getting Americans to stop, frankly, being American and start being more like centralized Scandinavians. And, and, And I think that's why they're scared, because actually the consensus isn't as strong or there uh, in the way that they say it is on abortion. And, um, you know, this is nothing more than insurrection aimed at a purely Democratic lowercase d, a purely Democratic move on the part of the Supreme Court. 
giving it back to the legislature, giving it back to the bodies of our government that are far more reflective and answerable to the American voter than the Supreme Court ever will be. And, of course, the Democrats hate that. They hate it. Don't you think, too, Brandon, I think that's well said, don't you think, too, there's a breakdown on the support for once the tactics and the procedures are actually described? So I often will say I think it's entirely possible the pro-life movement won this debate and may not even yet quite know it. For example, when Elizabeth Warren says that the Supreme Court acted in the face of and, you know, put a kicked the face of the majority sentiment in this country on abortion. I, I think we're talking about two different things. Yeah. There has never been majoritarian sentiment, for example, on partial birth abortion. Never. Right. It's never received less than something like 60 percent opposition. But Elizabeth Warren supports it. So, that right. I, I, you know, when she talks about these things, I think it's important to break these things out because that's what yeah. Roe led to. Roe led to yeah. these kinds of gruesome procedures, which are still active in certain states like New York, which is still ongoing right. in certain places like New York. Hillary supported that procedure. Nancy Pelosi supports that procedure. The vast majority of Americans don't support that stuff. And that's why I think the use of language around this has been important, too. We use these words abortion. It doesn't really tell you anything. Fetus, it's not the it's it's a replacement word for a human being. You know, this is this is how you you once you well, dehumanize something, yeah. you can do whatever you want to right. it. And chattel slavery, you know, cattle. Yeah. We called them slaves well, and n words and chattel. Hmm? This is abortion is our new peculiar institution yes. that replaced the peculiar institution of of slavery, and that and it's another Democrat enacted. Uh, program, but I would also uh, there was a picture I posted a few days ago of this psychotic woman in front of the Supreme Court, heavily pregnant, and she's taken lipstick and written on her belly uh, that this is not a human being. And um, all I kept thinking of was, you know, if that individual decided to kill her baby, you know, and leave the body in a dumpster, and that 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 was discovered, the police would begin an investigation, likely find her, arrest her, and try her for murder. But that same woman, if she wanted to abort that child, could easily go down the street to Planned Parenthood and have it behind a medical curtain, uh, you know, aborted. And she would not only not have any kind of consequence legally, but she would be heralded as a modern woman, a liberated woman. And that's the only difference, is we've medicalized infanticide. That's right. That is... That's right. That is progress. That's being progress. They're told that's progress. That isn't progress. That's right. That's that's uh, you know sterilizing murder. That's right. That's what the Nazis did, exactly. and it's got to stop. And in fact, I tell you what, Seth, and I'm writing an article about this. I don't know if it'll get published. I'm actually not that excited about the Roe overturn. And I'll tell you why. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. I really okay. have to take the break, and I really want to hear it. Stay with me. Be right back. Portions of this show brought to you by my good friends at Y-Refi. If you're looking for a really great investment opportunity, check them out at investyrefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter R, and then, excuse me, if the le- <laughs> word invest, the letter Y, then R-E-F-Y, investyrefi.com. They're offering a fixed no-load interest rate up to 10.25% for investors, all on a collateralized, secure 
portfolio. InvestYRefi.com. Local company. You can visit them. You won't get a sales pitch. They'll just talk to you about what it is they do and let it speak for itself. Speaking for himself, Brandon Weikert often speaks for me as well. Brandon, that last point you wanted to make on, on Roe well, versus Wade, if you would. Well, thanks for letting me do that. Of course. Because um, I don't know if this article is going to get published. It might be too controversial even for our side. But basically, my, the thrust of my argument is I'm really not that impressed by this, 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 this small step. Uh, but, but the bottom line is, if you believe, as I do, that this is state-sanctioned infanticide, then where is the Republican Party saying we need a national ban on abortion? And I realize that's a controversial subject, but this is really a question of who we are as a people. And frankly, I'm a little concerned that everybody on our side seems to think that the game is over now. We won. We didn't win. All this did was allow for 11 red states to say we're going to ban abortion. That leaves far many more states that are going to have abortion of some kind. And if you believe it is infanticide, then I don't know how you can say that the fight is anywhere near over. If anything, it's just beginning that if the, if the left had 50-plus years of a state-sponsored uh, you know, constitutional protection for murdering the baby, well, then at least we should have 50-plus years of state-sanctioned banning on abortion. And I don't want to hear about all these exceptions, and I don't care about that. The bottom line is, if you believe this is a moral issue, Seth, if you believe this is murder, as I do, and I think you do as well, then what are we talking about here? Why, why, don't, why are there gradations of murder? It should be banned outright, period, and it should be for everybody. No exceptions. Well, Brandon, um, that's the Lincoln view. And yeah. maybe maybe we change the culture by changing the law little by little. That's that's true. That is and, true. and 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 maybe we have on our side a lot more work to do uh, because we, do. we have it's um, not over. Yeah, no, I think we do because you know for the past uh, you know for the past almost fifty years, I think we thought this was something we should argue for, but weren't quite prepared to n- expect, and the unexpected happened. And um, right. and here we are. That leaves us with, I think, a lot of work to do to reinstill a cultural life that for the past 50 years has been dragged and torn and spread through the mud. That's what I think. I think you agree with me on that, too, don't you? I do. I do. Yes, Brandon, I do. Uh, there's so much more to do. Can we do it next week? We'll do it next week. Absolutely. Uh, all right, brother. Here, same time, same place. Uh, different time perhaps just because of july 4th but we'll figure something out we'll figure it out we'll figure it out a week without brandon is not a week i want on radio i'm seth liebson we'll be right back